0: Welcome to episode Uno Quattro. Is that an elephant? I've tried to do that before, and do you know that it like popped my ears to where oh, they really can paint?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it takes a lot of skill to be an elephant colour. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Unconventional Family Podcast. That, um, it's, yeah, episode number 14. 14.
0: Man. Yeah. Do you know that's 14 weeks?
1: That's pretty cool, isn't
0: it? You know that that's like half of a half of a year? So almost a quarter of a year? I love it. I guess that's what half of a half is, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not really good with fractions. So the, is that an elephant thing? It's something that I do as I turn around away from Mike. Sorry, I was grabbing my drink. Um, it's something I do to the guys at work when we're in the office together and one of them has to take a phone call I'll say is that an elephant (laughs) and then I do that and (coughs) every time they just bust out laughing while they're on the phone so now when the phone rings they usually get up and start walking outside (laughs) So I don't know if that makes me a funny kind of light in the day type Um, probably, Probably. or if, or if that makes me a real annoyance, I haven't really decided yet.
0: Uh, Probably a little bit of both, depending on the phone call. That doesn't hurt your ears to do that.
1: Not a bit. I I mastered this craft years ago. Yeah. Well, how's everybody doing? I mean, y'all can't really talk back. So hopefully you drop a little comment in your (laughs) social media boxes and whatever. Um, hope everybody's doing well. Like we said, podcast number 14. And so we're going to get into it. And um, see what's up. I hope everybody's doing well. Y'all keep sharing. Keep. Uh, we hope that it's a blessing to you and that you, you're still enjoying the content. And we're going to dive deeper and deeper into some new things. Um, even the topic of the day today I think will be very helpful to many of you. Oh, yeah. So let's get started with a life update.
0: Let's do what's it. What's happening? Well, there's a lot happening on the new house. I think the last... Update on that that we had was going to put some pictures on the blog. The blog has been down, like down, down, couldn't find the website, kind of down. Finally think I got that figured out today. Should be up and running tomorrow, which tonight it's Tuesday, so it should be up Wednesday. So by the time you're listening to this, blog should be up whole bunch of weird stuff that had to happen. I don't know what name servers are, but those had to be updated. Uh, my SSL certificate had to be like updated, approved, emailed, submitted. Anyways, nice little guy named Manish helped me today.
1: Gotta love Manish. <laughs> I
0: think we got it all figured out. Um, I should
1: make a t-shirt that says Manish is my homeboy. <laughs>
0: yeah. So he, he, he did his thing and I've got a couple of emails from Hello, this is
1: Manish in <laughs> Fargo. Yeah. So
0: Whatever I've got you- some emails from them that I've got a I don't know. Is that an elephant?
1: No, I'm just messing with you. I've got to so do go some ahead. stuff
0: with, but we're moving along wonderfully on the house. I think I've got the floors picked out as long as you don't mess that up for me. <laughs> so here's the deal. I picked out these beautiful white oak floors. Well, then Jason sends me a picture today. They have flooring left over out of every house that he builds because he's a home builder. And they're not the color that I want, but they're free. But the problem is, is we only get half of a box to a box at a time. So we have to wait for multiple houses. Well, that's to be not built. true.
1: There's a full box today.
0: Okay. Well, then there's a full box, but it's <laughs> not the color that I want. And so where I'm at is I'm not a person that's good at settling. <laughs> <laughs> And when I have in my mind what I want, it is very specific. I am a very some specific
1: people, person. Some people would call that difficult.
0: I'm not difficult. I just know what I want, and I don't want anything else than what I want. And I would rather wait for what I want than take something that I don't. Maybe some uh, women
1: need to listen to How like, How about everybody out in podcast radio land here? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Are you willing to settle or do you, would you rather just do without and wait for what you really want?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good
1: question. I, I, I want to know because it doesn't always show and reflect in your choice of man. Never mind. Um, right. No, I really, I really want to know. I want to know for folks at home. So hit us up on that. I want to know. Yeah.
0: I'm not a settler. I'm a, if I want it, I, everything in my, I do everything in my power to make it happen. That's true. So that's kind of where I'm at. I want these light oak floors because it brightens this home that is small. So, anyways, found the floors. Uh, ended up buying two different types of flooring at Home Depot because I didn't know what I wanted in the store. I needed. To, I'm a visual person. I needed to see it on the floor. Picked them out. They're gorgeous. They're life proof floors. They're waterproof. The dogs can't scratch them. The kids can't scratch them. Anyways. But we got all the ceiling tiles off the ceiling. And then last night, you and I were over there. And y'all, the way the ceiling tiles were put on this ceiling was with like a staple gun. So I'm having to crawl up a ladder and take needle nose pliers and pull every single staple out of this wood ceiling. So we've been doing that. We've been doing some painting. It's coming along. So I'm hoping I'll have some yard work, some yard work. Um, So if y'all don't know, if you didn't listen to the last podcast, we're moving into a home in Jason's hometown in Bartlett built in 1938. We are in the process of getting it move inable, what we call it. It is livable now, but we are trying to do a few things before we move in. And then the fun begins because we are going to go room by room, ceiling to floor Mm -hmm. and completely remodel it. And it's going to be absolutely gorgeous and hopefully a home that stays in our family for years. So that's where we're at with that. Um, Wyatt's football game got canceled for Friday night. Yeah, due
1: to the Rona. So yeah. the, the other team apparently has the Rona. Um I don't know what that means. I think in today's day and age it just means a couple of kids on the team and a coach had the Rona. So we're going to all just cancel everything everywhere for any reason. Shut it down. Yeah. I mean, you know, our president is 73 or Two or four, however old he is, <laughs> and fat, and yeah. had the rona <laughs> and was walking around like a boss just a few days later, like yeah hey, it's not really that big a deal, but there are people who have died from it. I guess you could say that I mean, yeah you know, instantly somebody may have gotten mad right mm-hmm. there, but how many of them died from that, or they died from? that complicating something that was already wrong. We don't know, but
0: right. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever have the real numbers.
1: No, probably not. Um, because there's definitely an agenda behind it. Um, but anyway, nonetheless, yeah, the football game is canceled. So Friday night, instead of being football game, I will be working on our house.
0: Our house. Our 18th anniversary is on Sunday. So it is
1: not our 18th anniversary. It is on the 18th.
0: Oh Yeah. Yeah, I got and confused. <laughs>
1: it is the 12th yeah. wedding anniversary.
0: <laughs> Feels like 18.
1: <laughs> Feels like just 12 yeah. minutes.
0: On the 18th. Underwater. Yeah. <laughs> on the 18th is our 12-year anniversary. That's what I to say. Yeah. We're doing a, like, staycation. We are supposed to be flying out to Charleston on Saturday. Yep. decided to put that on hold and push it back um, because of the house stuff. Um, we're trying to, I'm not going
1: to push it back too far. No, I'm telling you that right now.
0: No, but it just didn't make sense to take this nice vacation and put all this money into the house. So we're going to do a little staycation. We've got our Sheraton hotel in Georgetown. Going to make a trip up to Waco, um, for a day. So it's going to be a lot of fun. You're on vacation from work for a week. So that's about it. Gotta
1: love that. So, I think that's
0: all we've got
1: going on. So what's happening in the world? Um, I am going to completely change this up today because I am so tired of all of the political crap yeah. and the election. And I'm tired of talking about the Rona. So this has a little bit to do with the Rona, but we're going to call this update Wedding Flowers.
0: Wedding Flowers.
1: Wedding Flowers. So So what happened is... This couple was going to get married in Austin, Texas. They are um, moving to Austin, but they are a California couple.
0: Okay.
1: And due to the coronavirus, they they had to... Something happened in their family where some key people had coronavirus, whatever. They had to cancel their wedding of like 200 people, and they ended up doing a backyard wedding with like 11 or 12 of their family back in their house in California. Nice. So they were unable to get um, everything canceled in time. So this florist, this local florist already had all of these beautiful, I saw some pictures of them, beautiful bouquets of flowers done. And they, I mean, it was just too late for it. Yeah. So they went ahead and paid for them. The, the couple did and they had them sent To um, a local uh, nursing home. Oh, that's so cool. Two local nursing homes. And yeah, I thought that was awesome. And so they handed these out room by room to the people and, hey, you know, this is from the whatever family. They wanted to, they're getting married and they wanted to share their joy with you.
0: That's cool. And
1: so, but I wanted to read, this isn't my quote of the day, but this was the, uh, I believe it was the husband. Hold on, I, I apologize. It was, yeah, it was the husband. He said this, and I think this is, uh, no, I'm sorry, it was the wife. The ability to spread around the idea, this idea, don't lament your, lo- your loss, turn it into someone else's game. It's a really impactful idea, I think, right now, is what she said. Wow. Don't lament your loss, turn it into someone's game. So instead of... Being a total Karen and griping that they couldn't, you know, pardon me, that they couldn't get their money back because everything's about money. Yeah. Instead of writing a bad review, they brightened the day of every person at one uh, place and then several at another until they ran out of flowers to bouquets to bless people with.
0: That's amazing.
1: So, in the midst of all the the nonsense and uh, political nonsense, the coronavirus, all of this, people are still faced with the um, you still have the choice and the decision that you can still do something good. You can flip it on its head. Yeah. I I personally had a spectacular day today. Yeah. But I determined that I was going to have a spectacular day today because I'm tired of being aggravated. To be right. honest with you, so I set out today. Um, and it didn't start off so good. I fell asleep last night sitting on the couch. My feet were frozen. I didn't have a blanket. I just, I just went to sleep.
0: And you forgot your wallet. So you needed gas. You didn't. Yep. You needed breakfast. So
1: (laughs) this was a day that, uh, this was a weekend that Oliver had to be over at his biological visit, his once a month visit. um, And so Amanda went to pick up Oliver, which is, this is always a good time. Yes. That Oliver's coming home, right? Um, he's in, in his room right now snoozing. So this is, this is good. (laughs) But, um, so instead of getting that too aggravated, my wife, bless her heart, brought me breakfast and my wallet. Yeah. And I got to see my son, kiss him on the forehead. Um, I got to work early today, did a, did a um, lit out and did a bunch of tasks that I needed to get done. And then I had a little spare time. So I took a little bit of a long lunch and I still had the grill in the back of my truck from the church picnic. So I ran all the way to Bartlett, unloaded the grill. Did you really? I did. I unloaded those floors just so you could see what they look like. Nice. Um surprised you didn't know that, by the way. My wife uh, tracks me like a <laughs> voracious stalker. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we do have Life 360 on our phones. Would you I'm keep an eye not hit? crazy <laughs> well, no, the jury's still out on whether or not you're crazy or not. Yeah. <laughs> you're just not you're just not stalker lady crazy,
0: no, typically, I will check on you before I call you, and that's just what I do, like if I'm like, oh, it's like if I'm gonna call you to ask you like if you're on your way home or whatever, I'll check like three sixty first so
1: yeah, so I ran out there, unloaded some some material, a window, which is a fixed window. I'll tell you what my plan is for that later, but (laughs) anyway, long story short, had a nice time, sat in the backyard in the chair and just chilled out for a minute, Um, drove back through Taylor, got me a little food at the Dairy Queen, drove over to the Murphy Park over there, little park, parked right by the water, threw some of the scraps out to the ducks, just listening to, um, shout out here, listening to the... I forget exactly what the podcast is, but it's uh, uh, Central Baptist Round Rock. I've plugged it on here before. Oh, yeah. So it's a Central Sermon podcast, and just a fantastic sermon by Pastor Mark Westerfield there. Love them so much. Enjoyed that. I listened to a marriage podcast by Mark and and Grace Driscoll. Um, And I listened to that. I did all of this. I left Bartlett at 11. Fifty one, and was back in my neighborhood and ready to work at twelve forty.
0: Nice. I did all
1: that. You can cram a lot into a little if you try. Oh yeah. And so anyway, I just you know I got a lot done the rest of the afternoon. Um, came home, uh, you know, went we had to do run a few errands. I don't know why I'm saying all this. I just wanted to say, yeah, this is this is how I determined today that I was just going to have a good day. Yes. Yeah. And, and it
0: ended up being a good day. It ended
1: up being a good day. Um, got back here. Both my sons are here, so that's a great day.
0: We had a family dinner, which since we have gotten the house, we've been out a lot of evenings working. So dinner has kind of been on the run, and it was nice. I know that that was my – we go around the dinner table and say what we're thankful for um, whenever we first sit down to start eating, and that was my thing tonight was I am just thankful to have a family dinner. Yeah both of the boys here us Chelsea was there the dogs were fed like just peaceful. everything was back to normal yeah, and it, it was cool outside so I made two different kinds of soups it's just it's been a wonderful evening
1: I had a long talk with Wyatt outside because he was wanting to have a talk and, yeah um, anyway just several things there were good. I said tonight at the dinner table I'm thankful for soccer. Yeah. You think, what does a guy that has been avidly making fun of soccer for years have <laughs> to be thankful for for soccer? Well, just because Oliver's excited about it. He um uh,
0: Yeah, he wants what, to play.
1: What's funny is is his his biological family took him to one of his biological brothers had football, like oh, okay. down said hut, American football. Yeah. And he said, Yeah, I was the water boy and I said well, do you want to play football? And, he, you know, he's getting some pressure to want to play because he's big. Yeah. And he said, I want to play football, but not that football, the ball you play with your foot. Yeah. And I said, you mean football? Mm-hmm. And he started laughing. He said, yep, soccer. And he wants to play soccer. Don't know where that came from. No big deal. Um, I could care less what he wants to do. I'll be the biggest fan dad that you've ever seen, and I might even get a hoodwinked into coaching never know what will happen.
0: There is no Don't know the
1: first thing about soccer. Yeah. But I will find out what I need to know about it because what he's into, I'm into.
0: That's right. I mean, we talked about this on one of our earlier podcasts um, that we are a co-signer to their dreams. That's right. Their biggest cheerleaders. So whatever their heart desires, as long as it is morally okay, obviously we're not going to co-sign for you to be a cocaine addict. Um, Right. But uh, we will... We will most definitely make it work. So, sounds like I need to order some soccer yeah, stuff. Yes,
1: and look for a soccer league to sign him up in that's conducive to a Bartlett lifestyle. Yeah. Maybe Taylor. Yeah. Maybe Temple. Maybe yeah. Georgetown. Yeah. I don't know. But I said all that really, now I'm kind of coming back to why I said that. I have decided to force some good days. Uh, rounded out the evening by... Um, Chucking in Oliver, praying with him, all of that. Which that
0: was really cool because you came home. Was it last week when you brought that book home for him? Yeah. It's a little, it's a prayer book for, for little boys. And what it is is each page has a topic. Like tonight it was boldness and it's got four scriptures in it about boldness. And then it has a prayer and then it has a question like, When do you feel like you're most confident and bold is what was the question tonight. And without us really saying anything, whenever you were putting to bed, putting him to bed, you said, well, we need to say our prayers. And he reminded you, no, we have to read my page out of my book. And it's just such a cool, fun way to get scripture in them. Yep. And I think just to, (laughs) It's just another way to put that in there. And like right before bed, I think that's so important that he goes to bed full of God's word. And then obviously we pray with him every night. But I mean, we read four scriptures with him tonight and it was all on a topic that he knew about. And I believe that they use like the NIV or whatever. So it's something that he can understand. But
1: I thought that was cool that he brought it up. And what was interesting was mom asked him, when do you feel most courageous or Because that's what the book asked. Yeah. And he said, when I'm with Judah, and he yeah. said, because Judah has my back. Yeah, he did. And that is such a biblical principle that you're stronger together. Yes. And see, he's understanding that even at eight years old. So anyway, in the midst of Corona, in the midst of political madness, all of this, you can choose to have good days. You just got to go make them good days. And you have to find joy in little things like, I don't know, eating some Dairy Queen by the, the park.
0: Yeah.
1: Having a, a prayer with your son, your yeah. child, or someone you love. If you'll stop wrapping up happiness in these big, momentous things and look for it in the small details, finding happiness and seeing some uh, elderly people get bouquets of flowers, hey, way to go. So um, that's, that, amazing. Add, that's cool. off to that family. I wish them many blessed years as a couple. That's what I would say. So, yeah. Absolutely. Time to transition, I think, to the topic of the day. Mama, what did you pick out for us today?
0: Yeah, so I found an article. So it's, I guess it's kind of going to be like what's happening in the world because it's a family article, and it's from familylife.com. <clears throat> and I was just looking for a topic that was maybe a little bit more specific. I feel like we usually pick like a pretty vague one and then condense it down as quickly as we can in about 30 minutes. But this one is how to raise a boy to be a man, and I think that 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 concept right there. Not saying that raising little girls is not important, but raising a boy right. to be a man, I think, is one of the major downfalls in America right now. It's something that seems small, but it has caused a lot of problems.
1: I tell. Quiet all the time. Don't ever take away from me what my job is. I tell him that my job is to make sure that you become a man in these transformative years of 16, 17, 18. Yeah. Uh, into a man that you can respect. Not you, mom. Yeah. Him. Yeah. And a man that he can respect himself. Yeah. Um, I had many people in my life that helped make me a man. Um, men, men who showed me what it was to be a man who taught me what was acceptable, what wasn't acceptable. So I had all these different men in my life who helped show me what it was to be a man. Um, and then I learned in other ways from people that I didn't know. Um, I had to learn some things because in some ways I couldn't just simply model exactly my dad right i couldn't because there were some things about him as a man that i don't want to be right that i didn't want to permit and so not that he's a bad guy he's a, he's a great guy um but there are some things i'm just going to be my own man so anyway turning a boy into a man i'm going to say something that could be controversial but it would only be controversial to somebody who wanted to be offended. A woman can't turn a boy into a man. No. A, a woman can't train up a man. Right. She can have a hand on it and she can help it. But ultimately there is a deposit into a young man, into a boy, that only a father figure can put in them. Right. Right. There, there is, there is some sort of deposit that only I have. Throughout the Bible, there was um, times when a previous king was supposed to conquer an enemy, because if he didn't, then his sons were going to have to to face the same enemy. Yeah, there was just some things that only a father can do, and there's only there's some identity that only a daddy can give. And quickly, for those out there that say, well, I don't have a father, well, that's why it's important that, that you have mentors, Yeah, that you mm-hmm. uh, attach yourself to someone that can be a father figure, Yeah, um, and it's not like they're not out there. There's good men out there that'll make that deposit. So when you talk about the importance of this in society, there is a major, major um, deficiency, an absenteeism of boys growing into men appropriately.
0: Yeah. And I would say the absentee of who father, I don't know the word I'm looking for. The
1: presence of a father?
0: Yes. Is not just a dad that's that's left and is not in in the home. I think the day and age that we live in, there are absent fathers that come home every single day.
1: That's absolutely true.
0: So I I don't think it's not, well, well, yeah, I come home to my family every day. Like, we have dinner. I'm married to their mom. They see me. Right. I think you can be just as absent being there as you can by not being there. That's true. So I think it kind of, I just wanted to throw that out there. Just because you come home every day doesn't mean that you're not an absentee father.
1: Yeah. No, it's true. Um, and, and some men don't take an active role in making sure that, their young man, their, their boys are going to become men. Right. And to become a man is, is many things. It is accepting responsibility. It is, um, strength under pressure. Yeah. It, it, it It is,
0: you're getting into my list here. So maybe we should just go down my well, list. That's
1: okay. I'll co- we'll come back to it. Okay. I'm just rattling off the top of my head here and I've not even seen the list. Oh, okay. It's strength under pressure. It's, um, it's being a provider, you know. it's learning to provide, it's learning care, it's following God, it's um, knowing your identity. Yeah. Becoming a man is um, a willingness and a knowledge on when and how to fight
0: mm-hmm. and
1: who to fight for. Um, to become a man means that I have done away with some childish things, according to the Bible. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. Becoming a man is that I am a contributor to society in a positive manner, that I am stable, that I can be counted on, that I'm faithful, that I'm not um, running amok. I'm not adrift at sea. I have a stability to me. Um, when I think of a man, I don't think of people who put off responsibilities and people who, uh, you know, males who put off responsibility or float around and uh, disrespect their, their their wife or their girlfriend. Um, yeah, I, People who don't know who they are and are always trying to prove a point and filled with pride and rage and all these things. That's not manhood to me because you can be all those things and not be a man. You right. Can, if you can't be counted, present, and accounted for, dependable, and ready to fulfill your role in the family than a man you are not. And yeah. if you take a look at America, and I want you to get into the article in just a second. Yeah. If you take a look at America, we have a we have a manhood deficiency. We are deficient. We are vitamin man deficient. There There is an absence. There's a lot of little boys pretending to be men. Oh, there's a lot of fit bodies that look like men out there. There's a lot of boys that, I mean, they sure do know how to have sex. They can produce some kids and then not take care of them. I might add. Yeah. Um. But you know, a, a dog can have sex. That that doesn't. Nice. A, a dog can sire a, a, a offspring. Yeah. Um. You know, a, a dog can grunt and hump and roll up in the corner and snort. I yeah. mean. A dog can do that. So what is that? That doesn't make you any kind of man. Right. You have no stability about you. So on and so forth. Um, let me, let me finish here. I learned what I know about being a man from about four primary uh, sources. Um, my own father taught me much about being a man. As you know, both my grandfathers had a big influence on me as a man. Um, a teenage mentor who was my boss, Mike, yeah, taught me a lot about the kind of man I wanted to be. Right. He opened up my eyes to a lot of things. He had me read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. And made me think about things differently. He was an excuse eliminator, where, whereas my dad and granddad were very good men. They would accept excuses and make excuses for themselves. Well, I just can't get that done. And Mike would not. He didn't have the luxury because he was a, a large small business owner. Yeah. He didn't have the luxury of excuses. Yeah. And he would tell. He he is the one who taught me how to not accept excuses. And fourthly, I would say, um, you know, probably Coach Jones in in, in sports. Yeah. Although I, a oh, I think a
0: coach is very important. <laughs> important, <in Yeah. laughs>
1: important
0: um, in a in a boy's life. I think obviously not every boy is going to play sports, but the ones that do. But it that, wouldn't
1: have hurt them if they would.
0: No, no, it wouldn't. They need, especially
1: be, you parents that are like weirdly against sports. Yeah, you're, you're weird. Why are why are you just against sports? Yeah,
0: they need so strange. They need that role model in their life that's gonna hold them accountable. You are on this yeah. team. You will be here at this time. You will do this and da, da, da. And I just, I yeah. think a coach is very, very important in, in any child's life, but in a young boy's life, I think that is very important. It teaches them to respect authority. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if you watch the news at all, that is
1: a huge problem. Oh, yeah. And I, I would say there's a couple of other ways that I learned how to become a man. I learned from you. You say, well, she's not a man. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I knew, I began to see what she was going to need. Right. And by seeing a need, you learn how to fill in meet a need. Right. My kids taught me how to be a man on a different level. Yeah. Um, I had a great spiritual influence. Uh, Rocco Traficanto. Yeah. Carol <laughs> Shelnut. Both of them have gone. Pastor Carol Shelnut. They've both gone on to be with the Lord now. Yeah. But they, they really taught me what it was like to be a grown man and follow Jesus. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of good influence. I have been a blessed boy, and I am trying my hardest to turn around and sow those seeds back into young men. Some of them are 30-something years old and don't know how to be a man yet. Right. And I'm trying to help them learn what it is, what it takes to become a man. Yeah. Let's dive into your article here. Yeah. So, I'm going to let you kind of lead that and I'll just chime in.
0: Yeah, that works. I'm going to, um, so the man that wrote this and again, it's family life.com. I will post this article the day that the podcast comes out. I will put it on our Facebook page. Um, so any of you that want to pull it up and read it, cause he, he puts a topic, a scripture, and then his thoughts on it. So I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm going to read the topic and then the scripture that he pulled it from. Because mm-hmm. this is all biblically, biblically based. Yep. I don't know why words are so hard for me to come by. Um, it's okay. So. I've got answers. Here, yeah. Here he puts, raise a boy who? And then first, first on his list is fears the Lord. Uh uh-huh. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Proverbs 9 and 10. So that's his number one thing. Yes. Raise a boy who fears the Lord. And then I want to read the last sentence he wrote in here. Obviously, he wrote his thoughts on it. And then he said, through it all, he learned God was not only powerful, but also good. Yes. And I think I think that that is so important. We don't fear God like we're scared of him, that he's going to be around every corner every time we mess
1: up. Well, fear is not like a respect factor.
0: We understand how mighty and how powerful God is. And that's what he put here. God is not only powerful, but he's also good. You have to understand the God that you are serving. And so I think that that's, I love that that's number one on his list.
1: In in my quest to make sure that Wyatt, let's just talk Wyatt right now. Yeah. Because he's about to be 17. Yeah. Um, Oliver as well. But in my quest to make sure that Wyatt, becomes a man. If, if he doesn't, if he isn't a man that starts with loving the Lord, then the rest of it's a failure. If you fail to love the Lord, you are a failure in all points. Yes. That is absolute. Yeah. I'm absolutely sure about that. Yeah. So, I mean, the Bible says if you gain the whole world but lose your soul, what have you done?
0: Yeah. What a
1: shame it would be. And so, yeah, I totally agree with that. The first step in becoming a man is to learn to love the Lord.
0: Yeah. All right. Number two, raise a boy who understands his heart. Mm. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Jeremiah 17 and nine.
1: So really what this is getting at, in my opinion, is teaching a boy that he can't just follow his heart. He can't Mm -hmm. just follow the feelings, uh, the intense feelings that he has. He has to have a baseline to know what's right and what's wrong. And even if his heart tells, cause look, cause look, check it out. I'm married to you. Um, I am the father to Wyatt and Oliver. Yeah. If some beautiful young woman comes along and tries to catch my eye,
0: yeah.
1: Um, I have so greatly committed myself to my family that the scenario I'm about to play out for you isn't going to happen. But let's just pretend for a moment. And this beautiful young woman starts batting her eyes at me and flirting and all this. Your feelings can tell you one thing. But if you have a baseline of what is right and wrong, you will step over your feelings like a sleeping dog on the floor, you just step over them. Right. And you'll walk on what is a solid surface. Yeah. You know, if you walk in your feelings, you're going to make a lot of bad decisions. Yeah. Take it to another level. I said this a while, a while back to somebody, there's a lot of times I don't feel like showing up to work. That's the truth, my friend. Yes, it is. I just don't feel like, but you know what? I don't feel like showing up to work, but, but here's the deal. I do feel like having money to Mm -hmm. provide for my family. And I would just say it this way that I have a baseline that is I'm a provider. So yeah, you absolutely have to understand that your heart, your feelings can't run your life. Next.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to, I want to take this one little piece out of here that he wrote. He said, the problem is our hearts are inherently selfish. The man who tries to be the master of his own life is doing nothing more than making himself out to be a God.
1: That's
0: right. I thought that that was so good. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And so that's
0: what he's teaching his child. And then another thing in here that he puts is, one of the most effective ways I can raise a boy who understands the wickedness in his own heart is to admit the wickedness in mine. And he talks about how he told his son of some things that he did, some mischief that he Mm -hmm. got into, so that his boy his son understood that hey dad hasn't been perfect either that's right and so i think i think where some dads get it wrong is they are not open and honest about their own failures and so their children put them up on such a pedestal that dad has never done wrong anytime i do something wrong then i can't go to dad with it right because he won't understand and i think having that open communication and just telling them Hey, this is what I've done. Obviously, you don't have to tell them everything. Yeah. There are some well, things and, they don't and, need to know.
1: As long, as, as, long mm-hmm. as the parent doesn't use their own failure as an excuse.
0: No, to they use it as a it. learning tool. Right, yeah. just
1: to say, well, I've done so much, I can't dare correct them on this. Listen to me, I don't care what I've done. Now, at this point in my life, I know what's right and wrong. Right. And this is what we're walking, and I will step all up in your gravy. Yeah. And the grits. Yes. And the biscuits (laughs) and the bacon. All the breakfast. Stand all the way up in it and get in your way. Because it doesn't, even if I did the same thing you're doing. Yeah. And I don't even care if one of my boys looks at me and says, you're a hypocrite. Well, I'm a hypocrite that's stopping you from a life of destruction. And so, if I have to be a hypocrite in this moment, Paul said, I became all mm-hmm. things to all people that I might save some. Yeah. I'll be a hypocrite if I need to be a hypocrite. I'll be annoying if I need to be annoying. I, I'll be your best friend if I need to be your best friend. And if you need to call me an enemy at a period of time, for a short period of time, we hope, then I mm-hmm. can even be that. I will be all things to my sons so that I can make sure that they make it.
0: Yeah.
1: No problem with me. I
0: like it. I think that that might, I might have to listen to that whenever I'm. Editing and make that into a quote. Yeah. I like it. It's true. Number three, raise a boy who asks for help. Yeah. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Second Corinthians 12 and 9. And he puts them here. Men are famous for refusing to ask for help. Doing so is often seen at least by other men as a sign of weakness. We pride ourselves in being able to do it on our own. But truth is we need help. And then he goes on to say something else. And I'm-
1: I, I don't know why men are so afraid to ask for help. I don't no, have a no. serious problem with this. Um, I really don't. No, you don't. And I think. Because I learned through sports, especially through the sport of football, that you have to lean on other people on your team and sometimes other people have to carry you, Mm -hmm. that I think that taught me the lesson that it's okay to need somebody's help. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't have any problem asking for help if I need it. Yeah. And conversely, I like to think I'm someone who readily gives help if I'm asked.
0: When asked. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I agree with him.
0: Um, Raise a boy who controls his emotions. Mm. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Ephesians four twenty six through 27. He gives a couple of examples here. He said, Jesus wept, John 11 and 35. He felt compassion, Matthew 9 and 36. Experienced anger, John 2, 13 through 22. Emotions in and of themselves are not sinful, but how we use them can be. So teach your sons how to control their emotions. Let them have emotions, but teach them how to react. You put something on Facebook yeah. about this today.
1: Yeah, so I did. I put. Um, it was something God was dealing with me about is that Anybody can act like a Christian, but will you react like a Christian? Yeah. Um, And he's dealing with me about that because my reactions are terrible. Right. This is the great weakness of my walk with God. Right. Is that my first reaction, my first reaction to specifically to being, um, I'm going to call it bullied Yeah. Whenever somebody tries to exert their will over me or be ugly with me. Right. My first reaction that is a learned behavior from a childhood being bullied and the only way I stopped it was to beat the snot out of a couple of people. Yeah. I know what the problem is. Yeah. It still is ingrained in my DNA that my first reaction is sometimes an ugly reaction. Right. There are those that would say, well, you know about a sponge when you're squeezed, whatever's inside you comes out. You're, you're absolutely right about that but you're evaluating the wrong thing coming out. Right. It is not a hateful, dirty heart coming out of me. It is a little boy coming out of me that was tired of being beaten up. That's what it's a, it's a hurt. It's still a, it's still a place that isn't all the way healed. Yeah. And so re, re, emotions are tough for me when it comes to anger. Right. Um, I don't walk around punching holes in the wall. I don't yell at my wife. I don't yell at the kids. Um, it's not like that. It's really not even in my family. But in situations outside of my family, yeah. um, I really, really struggle with this subject right here. Yeah, That is probably the vice of my life is I'll never be tempted. I'll never once be tempted to do a line of cocaine.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I am not drawn away by the enticing looks of a beautiful woman.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I've seen beautiful women before. You're not that impressive.
0: Right. <laughs> That's
1: how I feel about it. it. Money is not really something like I've had it and I've been without it. Like Paul said, I've learned to be content. Yeah. I like having it. Yeah. But the great temptation of my life is anger. Oh, it is not too hard to get me into a place where I'd be ready to fight.
0: Yeah. Well, and obviously you don't want that to carry on to the boy.
1: Absolutely not. I'm not saying that it's right. It is a weakness. And I, um, I try very hard to overcome this. And the only way you can overcome anything ultimately that is a deficiency is ultimately the Lord has to help you overcome it. Which I believe, and you know, if you studied me when you and I first got in a relationship, you studied me now, uh, I don't react the way I did when I was a 22-year-old boy.
0: No, you've grown. Uh,
1: But I do want my sons to understand what to do with their emotions. Yeah. On the one hand, with the anger emotion, I am very weak, but when it comes to sadness or extreme love or joy. I'm pretty, I'm in a lot of ways. I'm a master of those emotions. Yes. Yeah. I have no problem expressing any of those emotions. Yeah. The key is to express them appropriately.
0: Properly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. So next one, raise a boy who respects authority. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God and those that exist have been instituted by God, Romans 13 and 1. Obviously, this is a huge problem in America. I, we, we talked about it before I even brought up this list. Teach your children to respect people who are in authority of them or just flat out teach them respect, period. They need, and I will tell you this, and it drives me nuts, but it's this generation they all talk to each other like complete crap. Yep. When I hear like Wyatt and his friends talking back and forth with each other, I'm like, do y'all even like each other? Right. Like the level of respect that has been able to be accepted in this generation is absolutely it's insane. It's crazy to me. And I don't if,
1: if you don't can't respect authority, If you can't be led, then you're not a man.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And one of the first things, speaking of something I learned from my dad, that they break you down in the Marine Corps. Yeah. The first thing you will do is you will submit to your drill sergeant. Yeah. And on a football team, you will submit to your coach. Yeah. And let me help you with something. You bad boys that think you won't submit to the law. Oh, you will. Oh, yeah, or you'll go to prison and you'll submit to Bubba in the cell next to you, yeah, there's always somebody bigger and better. Learn to respect authority, yeah, it's not that hard. Stop being yeah. so rebellious yeah. next,
0: and I think too. I think I don't know when this got so difficult for people to do, especially like boys and men. Why is it so hard to say something nice or to compliment somebody? It's not like when did that just become? so uncool that you can't even do it. Like if you're not just, just, I don't know. What's the word?
1: Belittling people. Belittling whatever, yeah.
0: someone, then, then you're just not cool. Um Raise a boy who takes responsibility. This is another huge one, obviously in our country. For each will have to bear his own load. Galatians six and five. I, take responsibility. If you did it, you did it. If this is the work that you need to do, you are responsible for getting it done. It is nobody else's fault that something didn't that you didn't get done what you needed to do.
1: I don't need to add much to that. I think everybody <laughs> who knows me knows that I'm an accept your responsibility type guy. Right. If you cannot accept your responsibility, you will be a victim and an excuse maker your whole life. And everybody, whether they express it to you or not, lacks respect for you. Yeah. Because they can see it a mile away. Yep. Oh, that, that's all So, and so here come the excuses. Here they come. They're about to fly by. Mm-hmm. What was that? That was the excuse bird. Yeah. It just made its appearance down for, for the winter.
0: Yeah. You've you know? always got an excuse of why you <laughs> couldn't do such and such. Suck
1: it up, buttercup. Yeah. You can get it done.
0: Yeah. Uh, next raise a boy who serves others. This to me is so important. Um, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. 1 Peter
1: 4:10. I don't have a lot to add to that. He kind of said what I have to say about it. Yeah. It is important for a man to be willing to give of himself to other people. Yeah. To to serve other people. Yeah. It is a it is a key principle in the kingdom for Christians and in our society as Americans. We've lost it. We've lost the ability to do something without getting paid for it. Um, you, want, you want to know some of the biggest babies in the entire world? Hmm. Grown men, musicians, and singers in church. Yeah. They act like they can't do anything without being paid. Yeah, I yeah. said it. Yeah. And I don't care if any of them listen and figure it out. It is some of the biggest babying yeah. in the church world. I'm not gonna back off of it. Yeah, that I I can't play a drum. I can't show up and and help out unless and I don't know why. I don't know why they get baby. No. Your your gift is not all that special. More and more important than anybody else's in the house, right? You ought to be able to serve without being paid. Yes, in many capacities. Yes, serve people. Come on, that's what men do.
0: I like it. L-
1: little boys have mm-hmm. to be. Well, what's my allowance? You don't get an allowance there, Junior. Just get over there and do the right thing.
0: You don't do, and going into this, you don't do (laughs) everything for money. So here we go. Raise a boy that isn't mastered by money. Like, I I feel like all of these are like my next favorite. And here's the scripture for it. No servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Luke 16 and 13. And then he teaches, um, you know, biblically, obviously 10% tithe. That's something that needs to be taught. But um, this isn't taught in schools. And we wonder why people are in debt up to their eyeballs And failures at finance. It is not taught in schools how to manage money. Secondly, not the school's job. That's your job at home to teach your children the value of a dollar and how to be smart with their money. Teach it.
1: Very true. And I would just say it this way. I will not serve money, but I will teach money to serve me.
0: Right. Oh, that's good. There's another Jasonism. There you go. We're going to make them. Uh, okay. Another new favorite. Raise a boy who honors women. <laughs> That's a lost art.
1: Well, it's it, it's <laughs> lost because of what we glorify. Yeah. We glorify women. Let's start with you. You don't give men much to respect. Right. Because you glorify um, all revelation of your body through clothing. No. Yeah. You, uh, And I'm talking what I would consider ordinarily normal grown women. I mean, I would, would have considered that. You glorify Cardi B, a stripper who raps about genitals. Yeah. Like, what do you expect? Um, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm fine with, uh, with my sons not giving you the time of day. If you're not going to give them much to respect, I will demand that they honor all women. In other words, there's certain things you don't say in front of a woman. There's certain things you don't say to a woman. There's certain things, all of that whole list that is old fashioned, but true. But if you're not going to give them something to respect, look, they just can't walk up in here with, if, if, if they walk up in here with a young woman who presents herself like the culture pre- presents itself, mm. he will be marching out with her the way he came in.
0: Very quickly. I,
1: I, I'm, not, I'm, not doing, I'm not doing trashy. On the converse side, let me get word that my sons have dishonored a woman. Mm. Now, I can hear it right now, okay? But I'm going to tie a little bow in here. Ready? Well, Jason, in your past, didn't you kind of dishonor women at some point? I'll be a hypocrite if I have to be a hypocrite, mm-hmm. huh? Yes, I will. Yeah. It doesn't matter what I did; it's what I do now, right? Okay. Um, I honor my wife. I honor women. I, I I am respectful to women. Yeah. And always will be.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And it is important that we. Regain control of this spiraling society where women present themselves like trash and get mad when men carry them out to the curb. Well, don't present yourselves like trash. But on the converse side, we have men crying out, where are all the good women? But they celebrate Cardi B. Yeah. Well, why are you on Cardi B? Because she's trash. Yeah. And, And so many of you people here... What do you mean by you people? Anyone listening of yeah. any creed, color, or ethnicity?
0: Is she the one that put out that, that nasty song? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, the one you're thinking about. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah.
0: So we want to blare that going down the road, but then we want a man to get up, go to work, come home, treat us like a, like a wonderful housewife respect us, bring us flowers, but you are blaring the most vulgar, disgusting song. And you're just showing him, Hey, this is how you can treat me.
1: Well, how do do you, whatever
0: you want. You get to come home to this. How do you, Don't run around like little Debbie Ho-Ho and then yep. get mad when he treats Debbie. you like little Debbie Ho-Ho.
1: Debbie Ho-Ho. <laughs> My goodness. Well, this, was, this was a family show.
0: Those are, those are cakes. Oh,
1: are they? they? I thought you just meant ho.
0: No, little Debbie HoHo. Okay, case.
1: so maybe I just uh, I just yeah. spiraled out of That's control. That's why I put here. little
0: Debbie in there.
1: <laughs> okay, little Debbie Hobo. Well, what she meant was don't be scandalous. But here, teach a boy that that respects women. That's what I desire for my boys. That yeah, that they would would honor women. Um, I believe we have a women problem. That's a whole other subject. I don't believe women are giving the the boys much to respect. Well, anyway, the end results of what I'm really trying to say about this is I want, I want my boys. Let, let me find out that one of my boys has been um, harmful to a woman. I won't stand for it. Um, A boy, a boy (laughs) plays around with a woman's emotions. Yeah. A boy plays house. A man is stable, faithful, and true. He's loyal. And he stands at his post ready to do what he is supposed to. So even though we live in a world where women are not presenting very much to respect the word honor, the word honor requires no reciprocal investment. I'll let me break that down. Honor does not require you to be honorable for me to honor you. Right. Honor is an outward expression of how who I am to all people.
0: That's good. That's really good. I like that. So honor women. Raise a boy who is prepared for battle. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Psalm 144, 1. Let me read this real quick, and there's a whole bunch of scriptures in it, so I'm not going to say them. I'm just going to put or say what he said. He said, Jesus was not a wimp when he walked this earth. He fought for others through prayer, stood boldly in the face of his enemies, spoke uncompromising truth, used force to drive out evil out of the temple, courageously absorbed brutal attacks, and willingly laid down his life for others. So there you go. Raise a Hmm. boy who is prepared for battle.
1: I'm going to divert from where this guy went with that. That's cute. That's nice. That's very Christian. Teach him. Fight in prayer. Yay. This is how I fight my battles. Yeah. yeah, I know. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you haven't taught your boys how to physically fight, you have more than likely failed in at least a little measure. Physically fight. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you right now, it is required of a man to defend the honor of his wife and his family.
0: Oh, yeah no right. i i feel safe anywhere we go yeah because i know that you will protect us i will i can't imagine being with a man that i was afraid he was going to step behind me in the fear of danger nobody you gone if you, yeah. if you can't protect me and by the way gone. i'm not i'm not
1: <laughs> making fun of fighting in prayer. How many times have I fought in prayer? But I'm telling you, Christians tend to just kind of oh, they're so uncomfortable with physical fighting. Yeah. Let me tell you something that um, I was reminded of today. Sometimes acting like Jesus means you might beat the fire out of somebody yeah. with a whip. Yeah. Listen. No, 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 no. It's it's a non-negotiable. If if my family is is um, physically accosted in any way. Um, and you know, that's just the legal lines that people live in. I don't even live in those lines. If a man or even in your face, he doesn't even have to touch you. Yeah. Even just to get in your face and be ugly and you're about to catch hands and no, I'm not talking about prayer.
0: Right. Oh, we
1: might end up praying. Yeah. <laughs> I, so still- there, might, there, there, there might be a lot to pray for, but I, you know, I was taught how to fight. I was taught how to physically fight by my father.
0: I'm thankful for that.
1: My father taught me how to fight. He took me out in the backyard. He ran me through a bunch, I mean, weeks and weeks and weeks once he found out I was being bullied. And he told me very plainly, he said, the next time that that young man says or does anything to you, he said, I just want you to do this. Yeah. And basically it was this. I want you to absolutely throw the hardest right hook you've ever thrown right to his jaw and follow it up with as many as you can get in before they break it up. Yeah. And you punish him and prove a point. Yeah. Now, I know there's people listening right now. Oh, I just don't think that's how I should act. Well, then listen to another podcast. <laughs> because if i'm helping a boy become a man i'll tell him sometimes there is a reason to bust someone in the mouth yes and the podcast is unconventional right yeah sorry that used to be conventional wisdom in the united states used to. once upon yeah. a time um, but they will have to learn how to grit their teeth and fight in prayer and fight in hope fight in worship fight in tenacity, fight in faithfulness, fight back their desires. There's all kinds of spiritual and mental fights that they're going to have to fight too. Yeah. But if you teach a man, a boy tenacity, then he can learn anything that's pertaining to a fight.
0: Yep. I like it. All right. Last one. This is just a statement. Raise a boy who grows into a man. You would want to be. Yeah. And I, I don't think that needs any explanation. No. That's it, for you to figure out who you want your son to be.
1: Yeah. I mean, yes. There's so, really nothing, nothing to add to that. Yeah. All right. So that's the end of the topic of the day, right?
0: Yeah. That's a good one. I enjoyed that one. Yeah.
1: That's a good one. A little bit longer today, but you know what? I think there's people that would listen for two hours. Oh, probably. I listen to some podcasts that are three hours. So Dang. I, I really do. There you go. Um, anyway, That was good. um, Quotes.
0: Ooh!
1: You want to go first?
0: I screenshotted a couple of them. I'm trying to. Okay. I've got a funny mom one. And then I have like a real one. I just saw this and I thought it was completely hilarious. All right. My kids throw a lot of shade for tiny people completely dependent on me for survival. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And then my my good, real emotional quote is don't stop until you are proud.
1: That's good. All right. So here's one I've got. It's not Jesus. It's not Martin Luther King. It's not me. Okay. It doesn't even have a name attached to it. Okay. If you feel like you're, you know what? Hold on a second. You know what I'm going to attribute this quote to? Any mamas that are listening that need To teach a boy to become a man. I'm going to, I'm going to say this is, this is EJ's man lesson number one today. If you feel like you're losing everything, remember that trees lose their leaves every year, but they still stand tall and wait for better days. That's good. So don't give up. Don't quit.
0: I like it.
1: What you got, mama? What you got? Time for the what you got segment. What do you listen to? What are you watching? What's going on? All
0: right. I'm going to go with shows. Okay. And these are just top five off the top of my head, like the first things that I could think of. Like I didn't sit down and like put a ton of thoughts into it. These are just the ones that came to my mind super quickly. Um, Right now, I cannot get enough of Gilmore Girls. Started it from season one. I have watched it throughout my adulthood life, uh-huh. um, just randomly, but have never known like all the backstories and stuff. So a few weeks ago, I started, um, just with season one, episode one, and what a good show. Uh, Grey's Anatomy uh-huh. comes back in November. That has been like my all time favorite movie, er, movie show ever. Nashville, they're no longer making it. That was a darn good show. This is us. I'm not completely caught up with it, but I don't think I watched an episode that I didn't come out like boo-hooing. Yeah, in. yeah. Um, and then this show, because it is kind of like our family show and Oliver loves it so, so much, family matters. So.
1: So I just quickly, just right now on the spot, did what you just did. Okay. Here's five shows that if they come on TV, I probably won't change it. What I was going to give is what I'm listening to, but it's just been a lot of James Taylor lately. So Yeah. Um, yes, James Taylor. He's not he's not singing How Great Thou Art, <laughs> but it's still good. So um, not in any certain order, really, um, other than I'll save the best for last. Um, Chrisley Knows Best. Yes. I won't change it ever. No. Family Matters.
0: Oh, you got that one too. Yep.
1: I I wrote it before you even said it. Yeah. Football of any kind. I probably won't change it.
0: Okay. Yep.
1: Dawson's Creek. I wouldn't change it if it was on. And most importantly, Blue Bloods. Yes. Blue Bloods, my friends. Blue
0: Bloods is amazing.
1: Family Values. Family Values. I like it. Okay, it is time to celebrate you.
0: Celebrate you! What? Wicker,
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> well, today we are going to celebrate um, a lion and a peace lover. Yes. We're going to celebrate a scientist and um, the apple of my eye. We are going to celebrate today a little boy who is very very important? Yeah, you should you should all know him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He is um, the jelly on our biscuit. <laughs> Don't worry, Wyatt. If you're listening, you're the peanut butter on the bread. Yes, we're talking about Oliver Leonardo. Yes, Little Clutch McCutch. That's right. We're talking about Oliver.
0: He is very much celebrated around here and he will get a kick out of me uh, editing this podcast tomorrow and him listening to <laughs> him being celebrated. Speaking of which, one thing I love about him is he has such like a quick wit. Today I was getting ready, or I was telling him we needed to get ready because I needed to go to the grocery store to pick up some things for dinner. And I said, I have to go get dressed. And he said, yeah, that's because you're not dressed for success right now. And I'm just like, What? Like, where did that even come from? And that just shows you that they do listen, um, even when you think they're not listening. But yeah, he told me <laughs> I needed to dress for success to go to HEB. So,
1: somewhere, he's... go ahead and finish. I'm sorry. Oh. He's I quick-witted, I guess you were saying? Yeah, yeah he's he just is. quick-witted. Somewhere in heaven, the source of all wisdom, which is God, looks down at the master plan that he has. Yeah. And he's, he's the greatest architect ever known. Yeah. He's the architect of lives, more importantly than the architect of a building. Yeah. And he looks and he sees, what creation could I create? That if I birth them, no matter who I birth them through, yeah. no matter where on the earth I put them, even if I put them in the house of an atheist, and I have to put them somewhere in an unconventional way, what type of creation do I need to create that would bring healing, joy, and a future to a house that needed all of it? Yeah. What would I create? In all of his infinite wisdom, he creates a quarter Mexican,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. three-quarter white kid with fuzzy hair, Yep. a, a brilliant mind, a tender heart. And a steel backed will.
0: Oh, yes. With a
1: fast wit. And he says, I will send this little olive tree. Yeah. I'll send him to that place. I will let this boy who knows every fact about dinosaurs you can know, this boy who is creative, this boy who is a loyal friend, this boy who loves to wrestle, this boy who, nothing like me, loves to be tickled. Yeah. This boy who is honorary and obstinate, but loving and sensitive. Yeah. I will send this little, this little boy. I'll create him and he will bring joy and healing and hope to a house that needed all of those. Oliver changed my life. Yeah. When it needed changing. Um, I celebrate Oliver because Oliver is not a follower. No. Oliver is a leader. Um, he's quirky. He's different. <laughs> he goes to a weekend of football and says, I want to play soccer.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> he, he, uh, he, he, um, he just thinks of things differently. Yeah. I suppose he get, comes by that honesty. In a lot of ways, he's like you and I. Yes. He, um,
0: he sees things from a different point of view.
1: March, yeah. Marches to the beat of his own drum. Absolutely. He, he impresses me all the time. Um, I celebrate him because he has made me the proudest father that I think I could ever be. Oh, yeah. Pe- people say if you had a son by natural means, if your wife um, brought forth a child by a natural method, She's been pregnant twice, by the way, guys. Right. (laughs) We lost both of them. They're in heaven now. Do you think you would love them a different type of way? People ask me that before. In fact, they've even said, I think you would love them. There is no way that I could love them more than I love my little boy.
0: No. Either one
1: of them. But today we're only celebrating the one because Wyatt got his celebration a couple episodes ago. Oliver is, um, he's awesome.
0: Yeah. He keeps us straight.
1: And I hope that he never loses so much of what makes him, him, the innocence of his heart, even when he's been under great attack at times. Um, I hope he never loses any of that, but I tell you this, there are some things he will never lose because I will be here to stand guard over them until he's an adult. He will never lose his sense of wonder. And, um, he will never lose his, um, Innocence, I won't stand for it. Yeah, and uh, he
0: has a great ability to dream. He's a dreamer. He's a dreamer. He, his imagination is beyond his years, and that is something you don't see a whole lot in the technical world that we live in. He can is to have an yeah. imagination, and it's it's awesome. I I I love
1: listening to his little stories. He um, is a great Fortnite player. He loves. Um, Watching Preston on YouTube, yep.
0: he, Nerf guns. He
1: he can oh he can snipe you from across the house. Yes, with a Nerf gun. He can really toss a football. Yeah, he really can. Um, he 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 has played some sports. He has taken Taekwondo. He um he's a great wrestler. He's strong. He's independent in a lot of ways, and he is the best. The best little friend. That I could have ever asked for. Oh, yeah. Uh, and if I had to take five people to war with me, I'd take an eight-year-old as my fifth.
0: Yep. I tell him all the time, you're my best friend. I let him ride in the front seat with me all the way back from the grocery store today because yes. it's so close. And I said, now, if you ride in the front seat, you have to be the DJ. And he's like, okay, I don't have a problem with that. So we rolled down the windows and he sat in the front seat and he just blared music from my iTunes and it was so cool and I was like you're my best friend little buddy he just <laughs> looks and he smiles but yes Oliver we love you to the moon and back again back again back again
1: back again <laughs> and we could say it for back again back again hours. back again
0: back again <laughs> and Trinity, um,
1: back again you, you are love. our
0: little peanut and absolutely amazing
1: peanut butter jelly time
0: Pinot butter jelly time. Well, Daddy O. Yeah, Mama. This may officially be our longest podcast.
1: Well, it is what it is. We had a lot to say.
0: Well, and that's what happens whenever we get started early.
1: Oh boy, we better start late again. We're
0: finally back in a routine. I know. I
1: like it. I hope everybody who's listening today has a wonderful day. I hope that this helped you somehow. Yes. And if you're struggling in any way with any of this, um, let me just throw this offering out there. If you're a single mother. Yeah. Trying to help a a boy become a man. Um, reach out to us. There's some resources I can toss your way. I can help you with it. Yeah. Uh, I can't raise your son for you, but I can help you with
0: it. Yeah. And I'm going to put this out on, on our Facebook. This list that this guy put together. If you want to read over it, print it. Give it to your husband <laughs> and be like, here, this is what I want you to do. Uh, yeah, that
1: is, uh, yeah, that's is—that's not really beating around the bush, is it?
0: No, <laughs> we're not really beating around the bush kind of people. Uh,
1: six more sleeps,
0: Mom. Six more sleeps. Oh, I've got you. There's no reason to... oh. oh. I was Sorry. like, what are you singing? I was
1: being the music.
0: <laughs> so now next time we, we see them, talk to them. We will have been married for 12 years.
1: 12 years. We'll be
0: coming off a of vacation. We'll be refreshed and ready to go. Do you have anything else that you would like to tell the people?
1: No. Goodbye. Oh, Adios. See you next week. <laughs> Chasing payment on my own because you're here to stay every night.